This episode is brought to you by Codespaces. Check out Codespaces.com for quality services on managing your coding projects. Also by PeepCode. Find excellent Ruby on Rails screencasts and mini-books at peepcode.com. Unfortunately, sometimes errors do happen and exceptions are raised. Now, hopefully you have a good test suite so that you can help prevent these kind of error messages uh, in the production side for the users. But still, even then, sometimes errors do slip through the cracks. And the last thing you want is the user uh, discovering an error message and you not knowing about it. So what we need to do is somehow set up some kind of notification system so that when the user does stumble upon some kind of exception or 500 error code, then we can uh, know about it, fix it up real quick, and that way it doesn't happen in the future. Now before I get into looking into a notification system, uh, let me first show you how to simulate what the user experiences when they uh, receive an exception, because this message right here is just what you see in your development environment. Uh, the production environment with the users, they actually see something different if an exception is raised. So let's hop into the code and let me show you how to do that. There's just a couple of different things we'll need to change in the code here to simulate the user's exceptions. Uh, one thing is in your development.rb file in the config environments directory and change this consider all requests local line, set that to false instead of true. Um, the other thing you'll want to change is in your application controller and let's make this method private real quick here. You'll want to create a new method called local request with a question mark at the end. And set this to false. This way, setting these two changes will ensure that not every um, request is considered a local request, which will display the fancy error message. So it'll be just like we're simulating our user coming to our site. Um, so we just start up our script server again, restart our server, and then reload here, and then we'll see the error message that the user would experience. Now you'll want to only make these changes temporarily because you likely don't want to always see this error message. But this is just a good idea to uh, while you're working on handling the exceptions on how the user is presented with them. So when an error like this does occur, we want to be notified of it somehow. So what we need to do is record this exception so we can take a look at it later on and uh, fix the problem so it doesn't happen again. Now there's a couple popular plugins out there that will uh, help us do this. But unfortunately they're fairly old. But as far as I know, they're really the only options out there. Um, if not, I'd love to hear about um, some alternatives just to post a comment on this episode. So the first plugin I want to take a look at is called Exception Notification. Now this is just the classic plugin that's actually uh, in the official Rails repository. So what this does is it, every time an exception occurs, if we just check out the readme, we can see that it will send out an email. So you just uh, install the plugin. It's fairly easy to install. Uh, just do the script plugin uh, install command with the just pass exception notification as the name and it will install it for you. Now and just follow the rest of the readme to uh, set it all up. It's fairly easy to do and as far as I know it still works in Rails too. Uh, someone please correct me if I'm wrong about that. Now if you're like me you might not enjoy getting 
exception emails in your inbox all day. So in that case, you might want to check out the second plugin called Exception Logger. Now I believe this was originally written by Rick Olson, and it's a pretty neat plugin because what it does is it records your exceptions into your database and also gives you a nice interface for viewing those exceptions. Now unfortunately, the plugin, the subversion repository you're seeing here, uh, doesn't work with Rails 2. However, the good news is, is that it was moved over to uh, GitHub. Now I believe this is now the official location uh, for this plugin, and this is more up to date now, so it, uh, it works with Rails 2 for the most part. Now when I installed this plugin, I did get some errors related to uh, the will paginate gem. So what I did is the nice thing about GitHub here is there's this fork button. So I just forked the project. Uh, it was very easy to do. And now I have my own version of the exception logger uh, plugin. And so here I just made my own few changes I need to to get the uh, plugin working with the will paginate gem. And uh, fixed just a couple bugs there. So until these changes get back merged into the main repository, uh, you can just use this forked version uh, to get it working uh, in your project. Now I'm sure you're anxious to see uh, this plugin in action, so let me show you that. So to install this plugin, all you have to do is uh, clone the repository into your vendor plugins directory. Now if you don't have git installed, you can just click download to uh, download a compressed version and just uh, move that into the same directory. So let me install this. So let's just run that clone command and put it in our vendor plugins directory. And let's specify exception logger here. So this will just uh, unpack that repository into our plugins directory. And to uh, get this plugin working, we need to generate a migration file. So we just can run script generate. It's called exception migration. And this will generate the migration file we need to uh, create the database table that actually stores the exceptions. So let's run the migrations here. Uh, to get the table created. Now we just have to do a couple more things in our application. Taking a look at the readme here for that plugin, we can see what else we need to do. Uh, right here it says we need to include the exception loggable module into our application controller. So let's do that. We just have to run include here, include that module. And we also need to run, add this line into our routes file to uh, get the routes all set up so that it knows where to point to that new controller that it created for us for the interface. So I think that's it. Let's just try it out in our browser. So now all we have to do is point our browser to this URL, logged exceptions, and we get to the special interface to uh, display our exceptions. Now currently there's nothing in there, but if we just trigger another exception as a user would, we can see after we reload here, that the exception now shows up. And you have a lot of navigation controls here on the side for uh, filtering out the exceptions that are listed. And if you just click on an exception, you get a full stack trace, as well as like all the parameters which are passed and so on. And this way you can uh, very easily duplicate the problem by just creating a new test case or unit test and just passing the same parameters in there and hopefully you can duplicate the problem that way so that you can easily fix it. Um, so that's just a quick run through of the uh, exception logger uh, plugin. And uh, I encourage you to, if you do have a production site, uh, find some way to notify yourself 
of the exceptions that are occurring. So that way you can make sure that the user is getting a good experience. Well, would you look at that? Today happens to be May 5th, which marks the end of the RailsCast contest. I want to thank everyone who submitted their five Rails tips. And if you did submit it, but you didn't get a confirmation email, uh, try resubmitting again just to make sure that I did get it. But other than that, um, I won't be taking any more submissions. So over the next week, I'll be judging the entries. And uh, hopefully by next RailsCast on the same page here, railscast.com slash contest, I will have all the winners here as well as all the tips so that you can um, check them all out and uh, hopefully learn a lot about Rails through this.